And this is Seth. And we are running out of movies. Today we're talking about... Top Gun. Highway to the tippy top. No, we're doing tippy top. Sorry. Oh, you gotta run these things by me first. All right, here's the jingle I've rewritten for this movie. Yeah. For free. <laughs> He'll send all of you an invoice. Highway to the tippy top, top gun. And that would just be the opening credits. And you could really cut down on this movie's... 80 minute runtime or whatever. I was gonna it is. say you'd need to loop that a uh, hundred <laughs> times to get through the opening credit sequence. Uh, before we get into, I have a lot to talk about that opening credit <laughs> sequence. Um, before we get into that, should we? Do you want to do Jack copy? Yes, Jack copy. Top Gun, 1986. A hip, heart pounding combination of action, music, and incredible aerial photography helped make Top Gun the blockbuster hit of 1986. Did they go for hip for the first adjective? Yeah, that's unbelievable. I'd read that twice to be like what. That's like I also I read it as like there's more, but yeah. I also read it as hip pounding, comma heart pounding. You know that they're kind of <laughs> hip pounding. A hip and that heart I would pounding. buy more than hip. Like <laughs> I, it's like. Um, Maybe there's some hip pounding. <laughs> but it's like it reminds me of the Homer Simpson quote: "Like a D changes into a B, so much easier." You, <laughs> you got, got greedy. yeah, because it's like I'll take action, like heart pounding or whatever. I'll take yeah. action pounding, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not hip by any means. It's a love letter to the military. That's the opposite of hip. It was the 80s. That's um, true. I guess that would have been hip in the original jacket copy. If also. you define hip, this is not current like Wikipedia copy. If you define hip as being like the spirit of the times, that is the 80s. It would be like if only he had been like trading stocks in the cockpit. <laughs> okay, uh, continuing. Top Gun takes a look at the danger and excitement that awaits every pilot at the Navy's prestigious fighter weapons school. Tom Cruise is superb as Maverick Mitchell, a daring young flyer who's out to become the best. And Kelly McGillis sizzles as the civilian instructor who teach Ma teaches Maverick a few things you can't learn in a classroom. Sex stuff. Sex. Sex. Wieners. Also, uh, no, she teaches Maverick, like, classroom stuff. Yeah. It's the main thing. Yeah, how That's not her. to die. That's her whole job. Everyone's constantly being like, um... Stop doing Yeah. The movie's confusing because it's like, it tugs us back and forth between, like, hero-worshipping Tom Cruise and being like, everyone is walking up to him and being like, that's the greatest flying I've ever seen, and it sucked. Yeah. Like, uh... Which I have a lot to say about that, too, but... Oh, yeah, general... Gen overall general impressions, I have to say, I was surprised with how watchable this movie was. Like, how 100%. fun and, and fast-paced it was. Like, it really... I, like, looked up and we were halfway through. And I'm... I'm a... Uh, continual defender of Tom Cruise. Oh, right. And it's just like, I show up to court every day and I don't win every day. And sometimes I'm not even, you can tell I'm not fighting that hard. But I will say that this isn't a movie without Tom Cruise. Like, none of this makes sense if it's not Tom Cruise doing this. You know what I mean? It's like, it has to be his, this it's is what he brings. Very specific, yeah. Like, uh, but, and like you, were, you, like you were just talking about, the like, he's like a super alpha who's just like, I'm awesome. And everyone was like, you're awesome, but stop. Stop all right. everything that you did was objectively terrible. Absolutely. And I think it's just it's about casting. It's like um like we talked about like Colin Farrell's great if you cast him correctly. Right. Like in Bruges, great. Yeah. Alexander the Great, not great. Uh, you know, um, because he's he's like a wounded puppy. He's yeah, like he's he, a he's an Irishman. Yeah, he's just very sweet. Um, and you wanna you wanna see him kind of quietly struggle with things. You don't wanna see right. him controlling an empire. Yeah. Uh, I don't buy that. Um, Not to speak against anyone's range, but I think that Tom Cruise is cast perfectly here. He's like a manic, um, dangerously manic, intense person. Right. He's doing everything that you 
have come to know Tom Cruise. Oh, that's we should probably address the uh, elephant in the, the very tiny elephant in the room. <laughs> it's the tiniest elephant. So this episode is um, we have a guest star of our new baby girl, Lydia Miho. She's currently lying between us and um, being very patient. But yeah, so we're gonna have to edit around some meltdowns, I imagine, or yeah. some fun, or we'll have to like. Might need to feed soon too. I have to mix up any farts. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting on some. Because they're wonderful. They're her greatest achievement she's, so she's far. She's supposed enjoying this gigantic stuffed animal that's on top of her, though. So, yeah, so we're attempting to talk about Top Gun with her here, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so how did you, you like you liked it I overall, li- right? I liked it. I would recommend it. I was also surprised. I was expecting a lot worse gender politics, mm-hmm. which, I mean, they're not great. But um, they're not as bad at all as I was expecting. The love interest is allowed to keep her dignity throughout, which I thought was nice, which is more than most movies from this era. For sure. and, and Movies from our current era. Right. And and she is supposed to be, um, you know, like, very smart. They mentioned she has a PhD in astrophysics. Um, she's, like, a teacher at school. I mean, it pretty quickly devolves into her, like, making googly eyes at Tom Cruise. But um, but it's like her character is is inherently mm-hmm. you know like smart and talented right. and you know well right. whatever. And I thought they did a good job of because usually this would fall into the trope of like he's pure life force and she's stick in the mud, which there's a bit of that. But I think her point of view is given enough. I don't know integrity and kind of and also you kind of like unless you're a buffoon. I think you're siding with her the majority For of the sure. movie. Like, no, I think that's another thing I like. I liked about this movie is it's really just Tom Cruise getting dragged through the mud for a lot of it. Like, mm-hmm. everyone is just being like, you are ruining this. Stop being an asshole. And then over the course of the movie, he learns to become slightly less of an asshole. Right, yeah. So it was, I I enjoyed it. I think I rejected this movie a lot because I had a chip on my shoulder about certain sorts of masculinity and how they're presented as essential. And, um, oh, yeah, because to... you, ha- you had not, so this is one of the rare movies. Where I, I, had, I had seen it before, but Seth had not. Whereas it's like, and I was like, I, I assume there's nothing for me there. But, like, there is, if you can see past the machismo, and there's a lot about, like, striving and trying to understand your past and yourself through your striving. And, like, the reason, the... <laughs> oh, God, bless you. Bless you. Bless, bless you. you. I like, she's, she smiles after she sneezes. <laughs> she really had a good time. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot about, um, it's basically like, uh, trying to figure out why you're acting out and, um, like what's behind it and how you can, um, like you can, you can behave crazy, but make sure you're behaving crazy for the right reasons and not because you are insecure and lashing out, uh, which I thought was actually like a pretty deep, um, like moral for this movie. And I don't know really anything about film from like the visual point of view, but like, um, I thought it was like a masterclass in... That oh you okay? That action action sequences are primarily editing. Yeah. Like because this is like the action sequences are just editing here. Like but they were really well done. You mean versus? Versus like I would have thought a lot about like I don't know. Maybe let me put this another way. I think the editing in these action sequences was incredible gotcha. and made me realize the art of it. I got. Where it's just like cutting from. A shot of a cockpit, a shot of a um, a dial, a shot of a plane, you know. Oh, yeah, we were talking about it when we were watching it, that the um, kind of fight sequences in the planes were, uh, like, very, like, kind of, like, dizzying in a good way. Right. In and a just, way that made you be like, how do you do that? It made me start to understand, like, the syntax of editing in an action sequence. And it's just like you were saying, it's just like, we can't just have someone pull a trigger. We need to see 
something happened, a reaction on their face, them pulling the trigger, the thing shooting, you know? It's, yeah, where uh, it's the thing going, and then you see the thing hitting, then you see a wide shot of the plane spiraling out or whatever. Right, yeah. So I found that really satisfying, and also I was trying to figure out how they got... I don't know, were they doing this with, like, stock footage, or were they just filming fighter jets? And I they assume just... they were real fighter jets. I assume, I mean, I'm sure it was how Tom ex- Cruise flying it. How expensive? Well, I know, never mind. I guess air shows managed to get access to fighter right. jets, so it's like, I'm sure that was not the most expensive thing in the world. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed it. I think it was also, it did fall into the, and this has more to do with the media saturation of satire and parodies and stuff, where it definitely fell into that classic movie camp where... The three things I knew about it are the three things that happen. Yeah, that was another thing was the the whole thing felt very brisk, which I know they are they're always saying that like you want your screenplays to be as short as possible, basically, to like cut off any any extras so it's just the main things. Mm-hmm. Which I think they definitely did here, except for maybe the volleyball scene, which we should talk about. But um the whole thing was just like you get I mean like uh what's his face? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer was in like three scenes, and he's great in it. He's bringing like. But he has he has like three lines. Right. (laughs) He's probably the best. Like. Like uh, it's basically him being like, "I'm your enemy," and then there's like a middle part where they're like, "I don't know about you," and then there's an end part where where he's like, "Now we're friends." Right. It's like that's the whole thing. Like this is very. I've I've been a dad for three months. This is about the most dad request ever. But I kind of want to see a version of this movie written by Aaron Sorkin. Just to let, like, because like, it's like, I want to hear from Val Kilmer's point of view in kind of like that sort of silly yeah. mammoth type of thing. Which right, is like, like, I want to get inside the characters, inside the characters' personalities a little more. Yeah, like him screaming. I could have listened to Val Kilmer, Kilmer scream about Tom Cruise's Maverick being unsafe yeah. for like 17 minutes. And yeah. I think um, it would have been fun to get a really heady thing. But I'm guessing I'm just asking for a different movie. Like every 80s guy <laughs> with muscles is being like, who is this person making this request but um but no same uh, same i was like uh i actually said i was like oh i bet if this movie was made now it would be twice as long and it would be a masterpiece and you were like yeah they just i think that's what happened they literally just did that that's why we're doing it yeah i think i looked up it's only like 20 minutes longer but everyone loves it everyone says it's great and i think it's check it out and i I think the the vibe i've gotten from people's reactions to is it's just people appreciating the manic wonder that is Tom Cruise. Like, it's just kind of, you know, this was is a moment. Tom mo- Cruise in it? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's. Is he, he Maverick? Yeah, based on the. <laughs> Presumably. I, I went to see the new Doctor Strange alone because um, I'm a good husband and father. Um, Only because we can't take Lydia to the theaters. Right. So we kind of have to trade off about who. And obviously, like, I'm the man child. So it's like, I'm going to go watch Marvel movies while you. Um, do more important things. But um, but based on the 17-minute trailer they made me sit through for <laughs> Top Gun 2, which was so loud, and this was kind of a fluffing of the Tom Cruise ego where I was like, do I, does he need this? Um, but, uh, but no, it looks like they're having a lot of fun. It looks like, passing it quickly, it looks like the style of sequel where it's very much about just giving everything you loved about the first movie a curtain call. I don't know if that's true, but... Um, sounds fun. Yeah, sounds, sounds like a blast. Lydia, what do you think about what do you think about Top Gun? Yeah, but Lydia, wait, Lydia was asleep during Top Gun, right? Yeah, we wa- I think we watched it after she went to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, should we get into specifics? Yeah, yeah. Well, we can start kind of the rundown. Um, so it starts with I was a very interesting, um, very slow, like what felt like stock footage of the crew of an aircraft carrier just kind of walking around with kind of dreary, yeah. dreary music on. Uh, yeah, and it was like sunset, everyone's in silhouettes. It's like 20 minutes long. 
Right, and it was, um, but then there's just a weird shift. There's like an abrupt shift in the music, and I think a, a jet takes off, and then we go right into Highway to the Danger Zone. Right, which it felt like a, a first date trying to French you too fast. It was like, it was like this is, you know, we'll get there. This Every single time they play that song, I was just like, oh, I wish Archer was here. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that song. That's true, he does. And um, yeah, I assumed it was going to be, and not having seen this movie, I assume there was going to be a sequence toward like the end of the second act where like Tom Cruise has been knocked down and then he has to start taking it seriously and he's like getting up early and reading like books. A training montage. Yeah, reading books that the teacher gave him and doing push-ups for no reason and uh, just with that song over. Right, and that was going to be his getting it together moment. But they're just like, no, we have no plans for Tom Cruise to evaluate himself that much. Um, yeah, no, his version of that is well, I don't want to jump ahead, but he mm. just he just quits. Right. It's his version. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the Andrew Bernard school flight school of uh, <laughs> he wins them or quits them for being unfair <laughs> no that was a grieving move right oh yeah well same thing i'm sorry then i'll pick you back up uh you want me to hold it for a bit sure um but no again i think i think i did kind of a good job where like i think that version of it would be hi sweetie hey, now you get to see her hey i think that version of it would be a little bit more like stock or predicted where i kind of liked it felt a little no, real like he was like you know, you're right. I was kind of surprised. Genuinely going through some emotions. They really are just trying to tell a serious story about this guy, and everything there, from his love interest to his friend to his enemy to his mentor, is there to inform and shape his arc, which I think right. is good. Yeah. Like I mean, it is the also the recipe for protagonitis, but when it's done thoughtfully, it's just storytelling. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. We're back after a not very quick feeding session. Yeah, I surely dragged that one out. So she, and then she barfed all over me. And But she is now asleep, so we have yeah. 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about the opening. Um, I, so yeah, so we have this quick shift into... Danger zone. Territory. Right, right. And um, so then we cut into the control room of the, the aircraft carrier, and the sweat is out of control. <laughs> Everywhere. It made me long for Cujo's eye boogers. The amount of sweat that's in this, this room. And um, so we're on kind of like a a quick adventure. I think we're in the Indian Ocean on right. some like, a, you know, an actual active battle site or right. something. Yeah, something where it's like, um, so there Maverick and Goose are out with another pilot and who's, I I had my notes, I wrote, I just kept writing Cougar Town. I kept calling him Cougar Town. It's Cougar. Cougar, okay, cool. That's, <laughs> that's a nice piece together. <laughs> So anyway, so there's a, a thing, Maverick is showboating, and then um, Cougar gets freaked out, and then has trouble landing. Yeah. Yeah, was there, it was something like, I don't know if there was a reason behind it, I wasn't watching maybe that I think closely. The, the impression we get, especially later, when Val Kilmer kind of throws it in his face, is um, Tom Cruise went off to do something flashy i think that's when he flies upside down and flips the guy off right that's right there's a whole yeah and i think that kind of exposed cougar to get a guy on his tail and that introduces the theme of the movie i think which is like don't ditch your wingman think about other people yeah right right i was i was kind of expecting the moral of the whole movie to be like teach tom cruise to be less of a risky asshole but um, yeah, but, but no, they, not. the is, movie likes that part. Yeah, yeah they're like, do be a risky asshole, but be it with your friends. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Like him, he shouldn't have 
shouldn't have left him or whatever. Right, he does. But he, then he goes back. Yeah, that's his kind of a save the cat moment. He. Um, yeah, where I think he gets ordered to just land. Um, Tom Cruise does, um, but Cougar's still out there and is having a hard time. Like, is gonna isn't gonna make it home without some uh, emotional help. So. Yeah, he's looking. He he's um, looking bewildered and is is um, looking at a p- picture of his family, which that's never. That's never the state you want your pilot in. <laughs> neither, neither Composing that, goodbyes in his head. <laughs> I think short of kissing a rosary, I think those are all some red flags for my personal pilot checklist. Of um, So, yeah, but they... Uh, yeah, so Tom Cruise shows himself to be a good guy, a reckless good guy, in that uh-huh. he disobeys that order and goes make sure his cougar comes home safe. Right. And, and according to my cruise thermometer, I think he showed some real restraint not getting out of his jet and jumping onto Cougars and, and kind of like uh, steering it by pulling the flaps with his hands. Just prying open the top, climbing in there. <laughs> just screaming that he's in love. Um, I, here's another thing I was just, this is an obvious thing, I'm sure, but is it two people to every plane? Like, is are Goose and Maverick in the same plane together or do they fly in separate planes together i never understood that throughout the whole here's movie. A, i think they're in the same plane together um i, I believe they're in the same plane together, but it's a funny thing it's like one of those things i didn't want to push on because i have no fucking clue what goose <laughs> is doing <laughs> i have no he idea. keeps talking he keeps referring to him as his rio like his rio let's google it it's rio um i it's, it's, he seemed to be kind of like a navigator or someone whose job it was but they seem to have equal levels of information the entire time yeah like, but but then it also seems like it's like maverick is like the person doing it, and then Goose is just like, along for the ride. Right. Yes, let's see what a real radar intercept officer. Oh, so he's just like reading the radar? As a naval flight officer who occupies the rear seat of such an aircraft as a... We don't care about the aircrafts. Um, yeah, so it seems like he's doing... He's letting them know when someone's on their tail or something. Um... But it seems like, right. I guess you can't, because you can't have, I guess things are happening. So fast. Sort of quickly in a, <laughs> in a fighter jet. So like you, a little bit quickly. So is he just using his eyeballs then? Is that what? I guess, like, I guess. It's, I just assumed he was looking at meters and stuff, but. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure he has like yeah. a panel of instruments or whatever. So I guess, yeah, that guy was helping relay information so he can make very quick decisions. Right. So Tom Cruise is just flying, but he's the one that's being like, you got a guy on your left. Yeah go up i don't know <laughs> right right so uh cougar town he's bringing this thing in real wobbly he he's so wobbly when he lands that it kind of gave me the impression that these things must land themselves oh yeah it's a real rough landing that appears to do no damage at all right to <laughs> absolutely so he quits and so we kind of find out after the fact that um that cougar town was apparently very good he, he was, was the best he was the best right which i was just like oh well i mean that doesn't bode well for. Um... <laughs> well, I yeah. What I what I took from that was that, um, uh, like, this guy was the best fighter they had, and he couldn't hack it. But Tom Cruise can because he's even better. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the impression we get because the the commanding officer here. I don't know what his rank is. I'm gonna say he's a five star general. <laughs> But he's played by the, more importantly, he's played by the principal in, no, not the principal in, it was played Sabrina. by. Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> you going to say Sabrina? <laughs> Is he the principal in Sabrina? <laughs> no, I just see that actor every so often and that's, that's the only way I know him. <laughs> no, he was the principal in Back to the Future. I was going to say, um, 
I was going to say Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But the you, 90s version. I mean, oh, not yeah, the, yeah. Not the, not the thrilling, t the chilling tales or whatever. Yeah. With the lady who looks like you. Um, uh, the main lady. Who? People always say that you, should, you oh, look like her. Oh, my brother says that yeah. um, Kiernan I, I think someone else told me that you look like her, too. I, it's like, I, I'll accept that as a compliment. I do not understand where that's She's a famous pretty from. person. I'd go with it. Yeah. Well, I know, but it's yeah. like, I don't. I, I see. I, I, I see. I get Anyway. Um, so you're Sabrina. <laughs> You're a witch. So Sabrina the Teenage yeah. Witch was a 90s sitcom. <laughs> Talking Cat, still the show. Um, still might be the basis for Owen in my novel. I think I watched one episode of that show. I was just like, oh, he like talks and that's a different shape of a person. Um, anyway, so the prince, the commanding officer, the six-star general, is um, <laughs> he was the principal in Back to the Future. I almost said Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which do not Wikipedia the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We're okay. never going to make it before Lydia So he's up. screaming at them. He's just like, I'd say he's three decisions away from a bare bottom spanking with Tom Cruise that he didn't, um, that he did not land his plane when he was told to land his plane. But then he also ends up getting sort of a promotion that he's getting set, sent to Top Gun, which is the name of this school, which seems to be, even for the military, pretty made up. Like, you know, a pretty made-up um, thing. It does seem like a thing that would exist only in the movie, but I think it's a real, actual yeah. thing. Because uh, according it to... It just the... sounds very like a movie logic. Right. It's, um, the movie does, uh, we, before the credits, it starts with a thing being like, this is a real thing. It's called Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets sent there, and there, and it's kind of like the first of a string of just sort of like, you suck and you're the best and you suck. Uh, where you're kind of like, oh. <laughs> and like, I think it was that, like... I, I, again, I did not understand. I got the impression that they were in some sort of like kind of a training-ish program and then the best people in that program would get sent to Top Gun. And so Cougar was the best, but then he dropped out. Mm -hmm. So then with him gone, Tom Tom Cruise and um, his buddy mm -hmm. are, are the next best. So they're like, we don't like this, but... We're sending you. You're the top people now, right. so... Right, yeah. So, um, so they're excited. Um, and yeah, they go to Top Gun. So... Um, they and then I think shortly after that we have them. I think this is a. I think this counts as an iconic scene where they are in a bar. They see the love interest, and then they do. They sing the Righteous Brothers or whatever, whatever that song is. To uh, you've lost that loving feeling. Yeah, is that the Righteous Brothers? I have no idea. Anyway, I've never so, heard this song. Before. So they kind of ambush this lady with a microphone. Yeah, it's, and then everyone ends up singing. But I, it's like. Everyone it's sings very confusing. Everyone sings better than Tom Cruise and with more energy, and then Tom Cruise still gets credit for this being his thing. It's for it's like for 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 starters, there's this poor girl just sitting at a bar trying to have a drink, right. wait, waiting for someone else. Um, Tom Cruise shows up with a microphone. Which where did that microphone come from? I think they show a shot of like into? a stage at a bar or something. But yeah, where is it plugged into? And it's like, how did is they he do? Carrying a little amp around. Right. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Maybe that's. I maybe mean, just setting up the microphone right. for this. <laughs> was no easy time, you know what I mean? Like, it was not like, a, let's just go grab it. And um, Goose is, yeah, Goose is like his wingman. I'm just checking if it was important. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing your phone away. <laughs> he's his wingman, I was listening. So, yeah, so he, he wings, wingmans him in this, in this, du like, they start duetting it. But then the whole entire bar starts singing this song. Right. Like, everyone is just like, crowded around and it's all like lady. guys in like military dress doing yeah this. are um, they in the navy or the air force i mean they're in the navy i don't know about the rest of the people i think they're all in the navy i assume so there's a navy with planes there's an air force with planes and the marines also have planes 
I bet the army has planes too. What the? <laughs> it's, it's uh, I'm gonna say like that's too many planes, and I'm gonna offer that in the same spirit in which we were watching Karate Kid, and you said when you realized that Cobra Kai kids also did karate, you were like, that's too much karate. <laughs> Everyone's doing karate. Yeah, that's too many planes, guys. What uh, happened to this small town? I think we should give the Air Force tanks. Sure. Maybe yeah. they have tanks. I, I bet they have tanks. That's great. That's, I, I don't, don't understand. A Navy, naval force, or maritime <laughs> force <laughs> is the branch of a nation's armed forces, principally designated for naval and amphibious warfare, namely lake-borne, riverine, littoral. These are all amazing. Riverine is an adjective? Right. These are all amazing new adjectives for me. Or ocean-borne combat. It includes anything conducted by surface ships, amphibious ships, submarines, and seaborne aviation. So I guess because they fly over the sea. Yeah, and because they're flying off of a boat. Yeah, right. That's fair. Um, Accepted. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I approve of you wikipedia that over the principle from Affairs uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um So, yeah, so they get sent to Top Gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they're it, in the bar. They're in the bar. And they sing. Yeah, and, that, and there's a thing. It's like, this is, I think, them singing. I was like, this is what Scorsese would refer to as cinema. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's a charming moment. Though I, I don't think it's aged I mean, I, super well, but. I was going to say, I would feel like. That you were attacked. That I'd be like, there is. This is a lot of attention, and it is uh, was not solicited, and yeah. she can't get out of there. Right, right. Know? But um, she seems to find it charming. Right, right. And it's like if um, if Tom Cruise were on track, that'd be harassment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely depends on like. Yeah. I'm just picturing if it was me, it's like if I was single and trying to date somebody, and a cute guy came up and did that, I'd be like, okay, that's weird, but sure, okay, let's mm -hmm. let's chat. Um, but if I was, or right. if any one of those things wasn't true, I would just be like, oh God, this is going to be the most awkward thing to get out of. And I get into a thing so when you I... you can't be like, thanks, bye, I'm going to go to the other side of the bar now. When I evaluate culture in this way, where I'm sort of like, what is the point of a film? Is it to be a blueprint for normal behavior? Or is it supposed to be extraordinary weird moments? And right. in that case, I think that this is good. Especially for but his I, character, yeah. which he would do something stupid and... But then that's going to train a bunch of young men. But okay, well, me, all my friends are going to harass this person, for, who, for all we know, has just been fired, has just been, you know... Yeah. Um, she is a woman, after all. God. <laughs> 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 I realized what a, what a terrible example that was for the point I was trying to make. So I did, I kind of piggybacked on it and I went in and I did the thing. Really where you, doubled yeah. down on it. No, and I will also point out this, I think this also colors this. Directly before this happens, he doesn't just go see a lady and it's like, I'd love to talk to her. Uh, directly before this happens, um, Goose bets him. Oh, this him. does tip it in the scale of gross. Yeah. yeah. Goose bets him. Or I'm, I don't actually know which one started the bet, but they, they come up with a bet together. 20 bucks for whoever can have sex with a woman on the premises of the bar. I think it's just, I think the bet is just directed at Tom Cruise because... Oh, because Goose is married. Tony Edwards is, is happily married. Right, right. So, but I mean, I don't know who, I don't know who was like... But it's if definitely... If he's like, I dare you, or if Tom Cruise is like, I bet I can. Right, right. Anyway, but... um. It is, and it's, it's explicitly just be happy for each other. Sex on the premises, not like getting her. Number. Oh, it has to be in the bar. Yeah, Gross. I was like, what? What? It's not. Where would that even? Anyway. All right. I mean, I find potato skins as erotic as the next person. Not about that sex in a bar. <laughs> for for one, I need to shower after I have potato skins usually. <laughs> Because I eat them so fast. Sour cream everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Chives in my eyes until I'm just weeping. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's gross. That does tip it into, I think, 
where it's not it's not necessarily from a charming standpoint it's from a little bit of a skeezy standpoint 100 percent, and i think that speaks to his character but it's like definitely meaning versus significance yeah we're being shown that this is cool that he is kind of like sowing his wild oats and that this is good and right that so, he's just yeah. like a fun casual like bleh. i'm glad we talked about this because i am now withdrawing my support from this righteous brothers thing if that's even the band um being charming i think it's now <laughs> a relic of a of a bygone era um, that is still affecting this era, and everything's bad. <laughs> Just frown. I want to note that I'm frowning. Okay, so yeah, so, um, but she's, so she's how, great. She's, yeah, she finds it charming. She does go into a bathroom with him, but then they just talk about stuff i think she goes to the bathroom and he follows her in oh god what <laughs> she's what i was like i like i walked away with this being like, i guess it's kind of on the fence charming it's just like tom cruise waiting in a stall with like covering his fingerprints with toilet paper and like uh <laughs> but yeah again she finds it charming they have like a charming um you know, like a play fight kind of interaction where she's like cheeky mm -hmm. and he's like, mm, and then they, then she leaves. I think she was there with like another guy. So she leaves to go hang out with that other guy. But, um, all in all, she's, she's clearly like somewhat charmed mm -hmm. by, by his, his boyishness. Right. And I think we do get the sense that he's harm, like he's not a harmful person but it's just bad messaging right I think. he happens to not be harmful in the following women into the anyway. bathroom that's let me think about it that's a no for me <laughs> i mean someone follows someone into a bathroom i assume it's him following her i don't strictly remember so yeah everybody go and watch it let's see who bathrooms who <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so then i think it cuts to like first day at class or whatever one yeah. of the first days at class and we find out that the girl at the bar is actually one of the teachers at the school yeah fun reveal that is a fun reveal and she's she's uh yeah she's i think i like she's she is depicted well as someone who is um both competent and it's like desirable that she's there everyone is there for her knowledge like tom right. cruise is being a little like cavalier because like, i once pl flew a plane upside down so what do your degrees say about that like uh right where she's clearly like an expert who is highly regarded and very good at what right. she does. um uh, another thing that is not super well done or i or maybe it's it's good for his character but i think her reaction to it is odd um is that so she starts teaching this class and she she's talking about different capabilities of different planes and from the first scene we happen to know that tom cruise has done one of the things that she's saying is impossible to do um which that's fun i guess but mm. the the way that he informs her of this is he interrupts her in the middle of her lecture i think he interrupts her to be like you're wrong right and she's like what do you mean and he's like I happen to know that it can do this. And she's like, what do you mean? And he goes, da, 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 da. And then it's like pulling teeth to get the whole story out of him. Um, right. Yeah, it's like with the thing where he wants to brag, but he's like too, it's just like, Nuh. yeah, it's just embarrassing. I was finding myself embarrassed from that scene. Which again, that I, again, that's, I think that's a very him. I think it's a very Maverick character choice where it's like he would be, he's a blow off, a uh, blow off. That's blow hard. Blow hard. Yeah. Show off. Blow hard. Um, he's a real, he's a bloke. <laughs> he's a bloke. <laughs> He's really show hard. Blythe. <laughs> Doing the other way around. He's a blow hard. <laughs> anyway, so uh <laughs> I'm trying to make like a MILF thing. <laughs> it's a blythe. A blythe. <laughs> so I think that's exactly what he would do. Right. Um, but if I was a teacher and uh, a student that I already knew was kind of a blythe. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, no, did I, that to me, I'd be like, get out of this classroom right now. No, yeah. But it she's took, kind of, uh, again, a little cheekily charmed by it. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely took me back to like all the students I've ever had in my terrible workshops um, who... Who are just like, actually, who are like, actually, right. Yeah, and it's just sort of like, um, and it's just, I'm just like, I'm not sure you know what you're talking about. And then cut to me wearing a blazer the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, so that's kind of escalating. Um, we have, um, they're doing this kind of training, these war games, which seem more dangerous than the actual fight we've yeah. seen so far. And, um, but we get that Tom Cruise does well he gets his plane he does he fake shoots it or whatever but he does it in a dangerous way that breaks the rules of the game right which it's sort it's of, kind like, of the same story oh every time he flies it's like he's a brilliant flyer but he's always doing the thing he's not supposed to do yeah and and, and like, we're endangering people in the we've process. also got Iceman, which um young val kilmer is just kind of magnetic uh yeah it's like i i've heard his performance talked up so much in this movie that i really wish we got more, more of it it feels two and a half minutes of bill kilmer doing Iceman, and um but yeah he's the main antagonist here because right. he's the other best flyer i guess and it's kind of like this really top shelf version of like the bad guy in a ski movie uh you know <laughs> yeah, absolutely but uh but and it's, it's like i kind of agree with his point of view it's like maverick is dangerous which that's the whole show the whole thing is to not is to be dangerous for other people <laughs> and, uh, you know uh it doesn't matter and i i i guess i was just confused with the distinction everyone's making there it's like that's the best flying i've ever seen that was super dangerous or it's sort of like then how is that the best flying you've ever seen like anyone can i could twirl that thing around into a mountain you know like <laughs> well, like uh you know i think uh, the not hitting the mountain is the is the part that makes it the best flying you know but or he's if doing the... crazy acrobatics and pulling it off but it was dangerous. I don't know. Right. I guess, yeah. It's I, one it's of those like, things where, like, he happened to have not killed anyone. Right. Doing a very risky thing. And so that made it. And I guess what I'm saying is, like, impressive. I, I could miss the mountain. I don't think that would be good flying. <laughs> like, I think it would be, like, just a lucky thing. But I, I'm just being, I'm just nitpicking. I just think it was, I guess what I'm trying to say is the movie's actually really effective. Even though I didn't really understand the distinctions everyone was making about his flying. Like, why is he good and bad at the same time? It's it was kind of a sleight of hand that I think the movie pulled off, but I was just as a um, as a little sourpuss sitting there being like, is he good or is is he not good? I don't understand. I guess maybe we're learning more about me. Like I think that good is checking the box. Right. No, I feel like that didn't that didn't pose any trouble for me or any confusion mm -hmm. to me. Um, I'm trying to think of like an analogy of like. It'd be, it'd be like maybe if you if you had to like if someone told you to run from point A to point B, mm -hmm. and instead of just running straight there, you did like a bunch of crazy like parkour. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> gym, yeah. gonna say gymnastics, but you're right. It would in this example I set up, it would be parkour. But if, okay, let's say let's say mm -hmm. we love parkour. Um, you do a bunch of crazy acrobatic flips from A to B. They'd be like those flips were amazing, but I asked you to get to, from point A to point B, and you did it in a very inefficient manner, even though those flips were amazing. I gotcha. And I think, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. This isn't coming from me. This is coming from my assumption that the military is for rule following. So I just don't believe that they would see any value in what he was doing. Ah, I see. Um, which I guess, I, again, like this is just me way overthinking it, uh, but um, it's kind of like if... If I went to like a hibachi restaurant and like, or what are the what are the places where it's the, yeah, 
I think it's hibachi where they do it in front the, of you. The, yeah. It's a, well, it's a hibachi grill. Yeah. Where it's just like the... I don't know if the restaurant's called something. Yeah, like where like the, the chef was just like throwing knives at people and narrowly missing them. I wouldn't be like, that's the best hibachi cook I've ever seen. Um... That's a bad example, but um, <laughs> it's hard to come up with an analogy. I yeah, I would maybe maybe more. I think the throwing knives at people is the distinction where like you, that's clearly so dangerous that no one should ever do that, no matter what. Where I I would be likening it more to if the hibachi gr cook is doing a bunch of unnecessary flips. I got like, you. Yeah, it's, those are really cool flips, but like the people had to wait an extra twenty minutes for their food. So while right. the, while those flips were really cool and we like that that you can do that. You know. That makes sense. So I guess it's, I think probably what's happening is these are people who've been around planes and can appreciate how difficult the maneuvers he's doing are, but they're just not, they're, he's so like, not following the rules. Right. Like the, the maneuvers themselves are good flying and mm -hmm. he should use those maneuvers when they're appropriate. But just this was a situation where he needed to stay next to the other plane. This is one of those things that I'm pretty sure that if I had a normal brain, I wouldn't have even had this question. Like, <laughs> or like it would never have confused me. People would be like, yeah, 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 no, he's just good, but he's bad. Uh, <laughs> like, I just, I like, whereas I'm just like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. And I think, I think it's more like the, the appropriateness of the situation. Right. So he's sort of doing well, but barely hanging on in this program. Um, or like getting, he's getting yelled at constantly, which that's another thing I like about this movie is Tom Cruise gets yelled at by everybody. Yeah. Everybody's screaming at him. And, um, so I like that it's not just straight up like, yeah. you're amazing. Oh my God. And we're kind of developing the theme of just like Val Kilmer confronts him. He's sort of like, while you were, cause he brags about the thing that ended up exposing Cougar Town and freaking Cougar Town out. And Val Kilmer points out in one of their exchanges, while you were inverting your your um, your hog three nineteen or whatever, um, <laughs> what where who was on Cougar's wing, yeah. um, Cougar Town's wing, and so uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, and that kind of introduces. There's also a bunch of waffle that I didn't pay a terrible amount of attention to with Maverick's dad. Was Maverick's dad a good pilot or a bad pilot? Right. The, I think I think Maverick's formative trauma um, is that his dad died flying um and under suspicious circumstances he has never gotten the full story because it's confidential but he was told that um he just disappeared uh during a fight and so like no one knows did he i think the the assumption is that he messed up mm -hmm. and so he he's kind of like living under this assumption that his dad fucked up so bad that he died right where right he right. wants to think of his dad as you know he's like did he? Was he terrible? Am I terrible? Was he, you know, am I not? And it's not that I wasn't invested in that. I think just like the present situation was doing such a better job of exploring yeah. that theme that it just kind of felt like a slowdown whenever we got to the dad stuff. Yeah, it felt like um, not necessary, really. Right. Um, or, or maybe it just wasn't developed enough. It felt like very minor. Right. Uh, similarly, I, I have in my notes here, I completely forgotten about, they mentioned the big, when they first get to Top Gun that there is a Top Gun trophy for the first... <laughs> Whatever, the best pilot in the program? That's another block I had. is like, does Top Gun seem so made up? I didn't believe that anyone would care about it. Right. Where I think that's the main competition is Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer are fight vying for the trophy. Mm -hmm. um, which that's another thing that they mention, but it's such a minor point and it's so obvious without there needing to be a physical trophy right um that i also kept forgetting about that and yeah it's just kind of like i and i guess it's like maybe i'm just getting to an age where all accomplishment seems a little bit silly <laughs> but like it just seemed top gun and that trophy seems so made up i was just like wouldn't you rather just do your job in a real context than 
go right because the i mean the whole thing takes place at the training school so right. none of it is real i i i was remembering it more against real bad guys but right. it's, it's mostly war games right absolutely so that i think the stakes felt a little lower but um i mean they get there yeah like they're safe it's a good example too of just like an older paced movie like we build to one actual fight scene right. which again the restraint is almost intoxicating compared to compared to today's action movies where it's just like I'm pretty sure the new Top Gun opens with him just killing Thanos. <laughs> he just flies a plane through Thanos. Um, so we were at, um, so they're in, they're doing these these training exercises and Tom Cruise keeps doing kind of well, but by breaking the rules or by doing something irresponsible or risky, um, and he keeps getting yelled at. One of the times, oh, I, I. Oh yeah, we're building to like the one of the things I knew about this movie. Um, yeah, I think b before then, though, um. Oh, we we missed the volleyball scene. Right. Sorry, everybody. So. Oh yeah, I think I peed for this. <laughs> I was peeing for the entire volleyball scene. I was also making cookies during this, so I didn't totally see how this was set up. But um. Oh, is it like him versus Val Kilmer? I mean, I, I assume they're on opposing teams, but it's like team. You know, it's like a mm -hmm. six on the side. Um. So one of the things they do in their free time, I guess, is play volleyball. Uh, which this screenplay is so lean. Like, there's not any extraneous material except for this one volleyball scene seems to be kind of random right. like i guess it's just showing how how else they fill their time when they're not actively at classes at top gun um it was also right before this um kelly mcgillis for some reason asks tom cruise on a date even though he's done nothing but be rude kind to of her. Harasser, yeah um and she says like show up at five thirty sharp on the little note so then, then they go to the volleyball scene, and Tom Cruise is like, "Oh shoot, I'm late!" And then he drives and goes mm -hmm. goes to meet Kelly McGillis, and he's a little late. Yeah, so yeah, the, the volleyball scene is very much served up as kind of fan service, which um, yeah, I mean, maybe, which is fair, but yeah, I like um, just just yeah, everyone in their torsos. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> just right in their torsos. Yeah, I mean, I might I might rewatch it just to see what the goal is, what I should be shooting for right. torso wise. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. like, um, but yeah, and so... But that was, speaking of, uh, like, iconic scenes, that, like, the volleyball scene was, like, one of three scenes I remembered from this movie. And see, that's interesting, where it's just, like, there might be a sense to just... They had a sense of what this movie was, and this image ended up really resonating and being, you know... It could just be that it's just young... Just Young hot dudes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, but it is interesting, too, where it's just, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another example that isn't as, like, sexual... But sometimes you just have a thing. Like, oh, like the piano in Big. Oh, it's just like, yeah. That's that plot. It doesn't have to be a big piano. But there's something about that. Like, I'll think about that scene once a day for the rest of my life. I just grew up with watching the movie Big a lot. But um, I'm just interested in that. Like, what makes an iconic scene? And it doesn't, it's not necessarily plot. It doesn't have to do, fit into the plot. And I, I wonder if the, I wonder if part of, part of why it's so memorable is because it was so clearly unrelated to the plot right like it felt like they oh, took so a hard think, right turn i think people it. are kind of like laughing at it a little bit i think people are like i think there's a lot of people talking about how um it's like the homoeroticness right of it um is like the what it's known for um no which i think is like if the movie was intentionally putting something out there for that audience to be like enjoy i think that there's like one of the and that would kind of speak to what i'm saying too it's like that's an exciting element of this movie, then, that it knew on some level to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the, I think at least how people have made fun of it in the past is... is, is being, Oh, like the kind of the, 
or there's the kind of like the homophobic thing of like they don't realize they're being gay or something. Yeah, exactly. Like showing the navy is just like oh, there's a bunch of guys who like. Fun. I don't approve of them making fun of it. I approve of this movie just being like just do it. Here's yet. men's bodies and it's they're great. Yeah, which is I think as we talked about cliffhanger in cliffhanger, there's a lot of um, Sylvester Stallone just shirtless climbing up mountains right. unnecessarily, and I was like, who is that for? And you were just like, yeah, it's just for. People to be like, men's bodies are cool, right? Like, strong, fun, whether right. or not it's like not necessarily in a It sexual. could be sexualized, it could not be, yeah. Yeah, just just more in like a look at this cool muscle car I am. I'm all for that. And I think that there is like from like a lot of like classic com like from like S Simpsons on is laughing at that in a way that's clearly uncomfortable about men's bodies where it's right. sort of like, no, men's men's bodies can be just as beautiful as women's. They're just, you know. Yeah, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe I mean people, don't take mine are... as an example, but <laughs> <laughs> if there was a um if there was a similar scene of women playing volleyball in Scarcely everyone clothing, would be like yeah no no one would even think about think right. twice about it they would just be like yeah of course right that's great so i think maybe just the fact that men are so rarely objectified in movies right makes that a memorable scene. oh yeah so it's like i'm repulsed by people who've laughed at that in the past then because well not repulsed because i i was probably that that yeah, we're gotten that that kind of bad cultural information and training to be like, that's laughable. Right. Um, whereas I think that movie's, I think Top Gun might be an important. Celebrating male bodies. I think that might be important. That's great. Yeah. I think that is important. Um, great. So we navigated that conversation as two <laughs> cisgendered <laughs> heterosexual people. Yeah. Um, Apologies well... to everyone. Look who's away. Hey, I brought you a baby. Her little tiny baby. You cozy? Right, so, um... So, yeah, I think we're now, like, a third of the way through the movie. Right, which is, like, um, our summary might be longer than the movie, but, uh... I know. So, it just goes from here to... Hi. Hey. hey. Someone's happy to be awake. Hi. Um, it goes from here to, um, Mav and Kelly McGillis' first date. Right. Which is, uh, soupy and uneventful. Right, yeah. He, um, I think we get a little of, like, tortured backstory from him with his dad and stuff. Um, and then do we go into, we're close to the, we very, like, the movie introduces us to Goose's wife and child, who are both adorable, and you're like, rut row. Uh, yeah, I, I drew Seth's attention because he was being really cute with his kid. Yeah. And Seth was just immediately like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, um, that sets us up for, there's kind of one of these war game things, and, um. I think some, somewhere before this happens... There's a they go on a uh, Maverick and Kelly McGillis go on another date and they have sex and I don't I, think that, I don't remember what sets that up but I just remember watching this as a child um, and the whole scene is like slow motion and all blue and there's like a curtain wafting oh, the yeah. wind. Oh yeah, I had some. In, speaking of the male body, I had in some insight <laughs> during this scene where I realized that the butt crack never really stops; it just changes. <laughs> and to a point where it's kind of like a a Mobius strip? Is that the word? Mobius strip? That's the thing that, like, it turns. Yeah, it's like course. infinity because it turns. Yeah, and I was like, man, you were all just butt crack all over. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so it's a very graphic scene, but in a very, like, soupy, slow motion. There's some song that plays over it that I don't remember. But I remember watching it as a child and just being like, oh, no. Is that what I have to do? Is yeah. that what it's supposed to be? That looks so awkward and right. unfun and, like... Ooh. 
Hi, Lily. She's smiling. She's very cute. Um, so then, uh, then are we to the training thing? Yes. Great. So, um, so then, uh, they're doing a maneuver where they kind of have to collaborate with Iceman. Iceman is being, well, there's no way to put it icy. He's being clinical in his approach. He's very convinced that he has the shot. He's yeah, asking, but he's being very, he's like, I just need another 30 seconds. And Tom Cruise is being very like, get out of the way. I got it right now. And he's right. like, just give me another 25 seconds. Yeah. And then so uh, Iceman ends up being kind of losing, losing the shot. And he's like, I'm off and uh, gets off. Whatever happens, it creates some sort of problem with smoke where it kind of smokes out Tom Cruise's engine. They lose control. They have to bail out. Yeah. And in the... In the ejecting from the cockpit, um, that happens. Something weird happens where Goose gets ejected up into the the the, the, the yeah, ceiling yeah. of the plane. Which I also appreciate that they show how dangerous bailing out of a fighter jet is. They, they yeah. usually show that happening with no problem. But um, we're just yeah, and that that it was also kind of crazy that like so Goose dies. That um, that this happens during a random training exercise. So it's like he mm -hmm. died not even fighting the bad guys yeah or whatever um it's just just for no reason just for no reason this stupid training exercise has got a wife and kids and they take these nicknames so seriously goose that when he dies they eat him Stop. <laughs> I, was, Stop. I was like i kind of deepened my understanding of how they're viewing these names well you have to understand about the navy <laughs> it's a very it's a bit, meat is scarce on those ships <laughs> Though that did bring up a question for me, or that reminds me of a question that I wrote down, is do they choose their own call signs? I think maybe. Because it's like, it's not, unless they do like an ayahuasca ceremony. Where or is it they, like, do, you, do your other like, does, does assuming, it just come up because that's what the other guys start calling you? And if it, they give them to themselves, then they're the worst thing that's ever happened. If Both Goose and Maverick are terrible if they're choosing them themselves. Right. If other people chose it for them, then that's the raddest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. It's rad. But then it's like, which set of people chooses it? Right. And then how does it, because then it seems to stick with you for the rest right. of your life as a pilot. I'm imagining that it's just the choosing hat from Harry Potter. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> The sorting hat. The sorting hat. So, um, yeah, I think the sorting hat just works for the Pentagon or something, I assume. Okay, so Goose is dead. So he, Goose dies. Yeah. It's a bummer. Iceman and Maverick fight over the wishbone. <laughs> this is ruins Maverick forever. Um, right. He just, he uh, seems to be grieving much more than the Widow um, and drops out of Top Gun. Right. And I have a, a story note here that I thought was interesting to talk about. Talking about like kind of presenting your character for the perfect obstacles. Yeah. Um, there. So after this happens, there's an examination into what went wrong, and we see Tom Cruise standing in front of like a military tribunal, and then telling him that it was unavoidable, nothing went like, wrong. That wasn't his fault. Yeah, they were not holding him at fault, which is great in terms of story. I think that's the right obstacle for that moment because we have to leave Tom Cruise alone with his grief. Right. It would just be noise if it were also an inquiry into if he did something and then he wrong. Was, like being. Yeah going through whatever punishment because his core recklessness is that's what he's it's grappling self, with and it's like self-imposed it right. wasn't it, it's not um yeah, it's like him struggling with the law is not the right the main struggle it's him struggling with himself so it gives it clarity and i think it's just like you're kind of looking for that perfect prison without walls for your character and I really think that, forcing him to confront his reckless behavior and what it leads to absolutely so i thought that was really well done he drops out that's the end of the movie I'm kidding. I don't know. And then we're done. <laughs> yeah, then we're it. done. Yeah. Bye. Um, and then we see Bye. Um, Bye. Carrie McGillis marry someone who owns a car dealership and they move to Tempe. And it's just like, good for her. 
He just, you know, the guy is not the best looking in the world, but he just worships the ground she walks on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's great. You want that for her. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, and then they just have medium kids. <laughs> <laughs> right down the center. She's a smoke show. He's just normal. Uh, <laughs> I will cut all that out. Um, so, uh... So, yeah, so he quits, um, he drops out of the program, um... Then he has a meeting, kind of a heart-to-heart, with, like, the main guy. One of the... It's, like, the, yeah, the main... The head of Top Gun, where it's sort of, like, I assume that he was demoted to that, because Top Gun seems so fake. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, no, he's... This guy, actually, I don't know his name, but he seems like he was the dad on every single TGIF show. All the same yeah, time. absolutely. Just running back and forth between sets. <laughs> just Mrs. Doubtfire it. Just like solving every one problem with the child. is like, I'll be right back. And then it's full sprint out of the room. <laughs> and he takes off his mask and he's like, I am no man. I'm just, I, just, I don't take back to the Return of the King. His yeah. arm goes, his yeah, arm goes numb, you see. And the shockwave goes out. Because the child whose problem he's trying to solve still had Sauron's magic in it. Um... That joke is getting low. Is... <laughs> he kneels down. One of those the rare, rare running jokes that gets less funny every time I do it. <laughs> we got to push through. Just keep, just keep doing it. The tenth time is going to be hilarious. So, uh, so yeah, so he talks to him and he basically says, "Your dad was a good pilot. He did a good pilot. He did a good pilot." Boom, boom. In the, yeah. So he gets the, the it, this guy toilet. apparently was in that battle, flew with with Maverick's mm-hmm. dad. We get the full. Um, Backstory. I also like at this point in the movie, I think this is actually a good story note. At this point in the movie, everyone stops calling Maverick Maverick and starts calling him by his real name, which is, oh, that is, nice. which is Peter Mitchell. Peter Mitchell. <laughs> so just a not a cool name. It's a real down the middle name. I want I want part of his low point, I want him to be working at whatever the eighties equivalent of like a Best Buy was. <laughs> yeah, right? It feels like that point in the movie where he's he's now totally out of the Top Gun trophy running, like, right. where it's not even like, oh, and but there'll be a comeback and he'll get it. It's like, no, it just didn't, it didn't happen yeah. for him. I want, work. I want a low point of him, like, passing the forklift test by, uh, <laughs> by just doing it perfectly and calmly. That, and we would have been like, he's dead inside. They killed him. They yeah, broke him. It, um, um, so, yeah, so he goes to get, like, kind of a pep talk from this yeah. guy. And he's like, don't worry, your dad bombed all the villages real good. <laughs> he was a good pilot. <laughs> no, but I think, well, yeah, that's also... Yeah. No, I think The Onion had an article about, like, um, hipster guy at party likes telling everyone that Top Gun 2 is jingoist propaganda. Which <laughs> yeah. is, like, I kept slipping into that. It's like, wait, am I rooting for this? Like, right, because the, the happy ending, spoiler alert, is that um, Tom Cruise comes back to fight. Right. And we're like, yay! And then I was like, wait, so he's just gonna, it's like, good, we have more people to go murder other right. people. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Anyway. It's one of the things you can't think, it's like Hot Fuzz is my favorite movie, it's like, but cops are my least favorite thing, so it's like, how does that work? And the answer is, I don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the, basically the guy tells him, like, I was in this fight, this is classified, I'm not allowed to tell you it, but um, your dad had the opportunity to flies safely home he did his thing and he could have gotten out of there but he went back in and he saved a bunch of other people and he kept saving people until he got shut down Mm -hmm. um and so the kind of the take-home lesson was um you know like it's all about the other it's all about your comrades it's all about the other people that you're there with and like which is a good story it was like it's almost it's admirable how tight it stuck to its story and its character exploration of peter mitchell (laughs) Slowly Peter Mitchell, um, which I think that was his, um, and people said that throughout the movie of like, kind of like, what are you acting out for? Like, it's not, it's not like he's, you know, like, it's like the show-offing, showboating, I can't. Bloifing. Bloifing. <laughs> <laughs> the bloifing that, 
that Maverick was doing was clearly coming from like a deep seated insecurity that he was trying to mask over, um, like some sort of pain that he was trying to mask and not from a like exuberance uh, right. of, or joy. You're of right. Lying. It was a one, kind of one of those status quos that he would have clung to because it seemed fun, but was really a manic manifestation of his doubt about himself and his father. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I think this was a good, it kind of gave him the point of that scene was kind of gave him that clarity of like, like your dad was a good guy. And also here's, here's the model of how you should be a good guy right. too. It's like, you can be, um, yeah. Yeah. Lydia has some things to say about this. It's like you can be risky and disobey orders, but only if you're doing it to help save right. people and not to just be a boy. <laughs> I genuinely don't know what word I keep searching for. <laughs> a blowhard or a... I don't know. <laughs> Cocky like, asshole or a jagoff or like a... showboat, um, blowhard, show off. Uh, like they're all yeah. I think it's like a word cloud they're all too similar I keep not remembering so it's Bloif it's gonna be Bloif <laughs> <So they bloif. laughs> so we go into the last fight scene and up until the last fight scene Val Kilmer is like talking to the principal from Back to the Future and being like are you sure I have to do this with Maverick it seems like he's going to get me murdered and um well I think Maverick just oh yeah you're right because Maverick drops out but then after this talk with the guy, he agrees to come back and graduate. Right. So it goes to this very, what looks kind of like a Palm Springy type graduation with like lots of like white wine and shrimp and yeah. stuff. Um, so like now I think technically he can now, he can now be on active duty as opposed to just dropping out of the, the Navy altogether. Right. And so he and Val Kilmer kind of make amends at the thing, but Val Kilmer going into actual battle talks to the principal and is just like, are you sure this is a good idea? And the principal from Back Futures is like, I know he sucks, but just it's the army you have to do things that you don't want to do maybe it's the marines and um and they're that's why they're flying tanks <laughs> um so they go there's a fight scene and then you know it's kind of the master of both worlds moment like i think Iceman runs out of missiles and then tom cruise climbs onto his plane and, and fits himself in one of the missile slots and he's like shoot me you have to shoot me <laughs> and he sacrifices himself right yeah and he says a full a he's shot and he just says a full starfish pose and just <laughs> Tears, yeah, no, he just tears through the fuselage of the other plane. And he's just like, catch me. And he, Iceman's like, I got you. <laughs> he shoots and his he net. <laughs> Iceman goes back home. Yeah. He like grabs the engine real fast. <laughs> he zips yeah. Iceman shoots his net. And then so he just lands it with like Tom Cruise kind of swinging like a cat. Like if you imagine like a cat in the net. So it's pretty much that. Watch it. Correct on that if you need the to. stunt actors. Check our work. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, one running joke is... um. Tom Cruise, whenever he's kind of celebrating, he will buzz the tower. And like a running joke they did is like they'd have a commanding officer making like a big cup of coffee. Uh, and then before he buzzes the tower. But I wanted them to like escalate that bit so much. I want it to be like, um, like they started with a cup of coffee. Then you got to be like, this is the last sandwich my wife made me before she died. <laughs> going to take a bite. And then it is. That running bit, just, I just kept thinking about Mick Watt and Kid Samson. Oh, right. Catch 22, where Mick Watt always, always buzzing the beach for fun, for funsies until he accidentally slices one of the kids in half. Yeah, right. And that's not, who is, it's not, the one guy died who haunts your and dies in battle, right? The. Oh, no, it's not Snowden. Snowden. It's, I think Kid Samson is the Kid one Samson who, who, oh. who it gets kid killed. And then right. McWatt. Right. Also. So, yeah, killed. so I think the, our internal bar for that bit has been raised. <laughs> you got to chop someone's head off. <laughs> They're expecting it. The audience right. is expecting it. <laughs> he was just like, even though he's in a fighter jet, he just throws a propeller down and chops someone's heads off. Someone's uh, head off. But, no, the, I think the climactic fight scene uh, with 
ice uh ice man ends up i think it's like a parallel situation to the situation his dad dad was in where it's right. like there was like a big fight the backup is too far away so like tom cruise is all they've yeah. got and i think tom cruise like does the thing and the guy's like okay now get out of there but then he like goes back in to make sure his he's like i'm not leaving my wingman and he goes back in and makes sure yeah and i'm, I'm sure home. i'm supposed to roll my eyes at that or i want to roll my eyes at that i think that's wonderful it's <laughs> great no, yeah. i think it was great yeah. yeah i mean i my only thought was that it was very on the nose for like you know like he is now redeeming himself for the exact thing that he messed up on right. earlier. And then, uh, but I think it was great. And in a fun Master Both Worlds moment, they buzz the tower together yeah. with the cup of coffee. Right, where it's like you can be, yeah. uh, you can still be an irresponsible asshole. <laughs> yeah. A total bloy. <laughs> and a bit, I don't, think, I don't think this bit is funny, but it was making me laugh. It's like it kind of ends with them both flying in tandem. And then I wanted to hear over the radio. Tom Cruise say, it's like, you're my friend, nice man. And then, <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, I mean, it's Iceman. Th thank you, but it's Iceman. Ice, Ice, Ice. It's like, oh, I thought I thought it was weird. You're so mean the entire time. <laughs> that, that was making me laugh because I'm a funny, I, I, you know, some of this stuff is for me. Um, but yeah, so Top Gun, I think we did it. That's yeah, it, right? that was it. I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, and then they go up and blow up Sherry McGillis' house. For some oh, reason. and then no. Kelly McGillis, she had previously Sherry said. Sherry McGillis is what I call it. <laughs> You called her Carrie earlier. <laughs> my, brain, my brain is so filled with we holes. We have a three-month-old baby. <laughs> but also, but my brain is so filled with holes that I'm genuinely worried about. All you can do is laugh. <laughs> what I do is not think about it. Yeah. Oh, no. That, that was what I said. Like, when we were a month in, we were changing a diaper. And I said something stupid. and I was... you, were, you were just like, my head is so goddamn full of holes. And I was like, hey, positive talk. <laughs> and I said, my, it's like my brain has an embarrassment of beautiful it's holes. Blessed with an embarrassment of beautiful holes. And it just got me so good. I just laughed hysterically over this diaper change. <laughs> my hair. That's like, yeah, I need to get better at swearing and not, like, talking about sex scenes in movies and stuff. Um, but no, we're going to be a sex-positive family for Lydia. <laughs> I don't know. My brain, my brain. is blessed with an abundance of beautiful holes. Lydia looks so concerned when I said the phrase sex-positive. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to try to mess her up in the way where she knows it's not her fault. That's like, because it's like... Make it clear that all the errors are yours. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, there's a, there's like a, a, tea, a stinger at the end where Kelly Miggles had said that she was like, accepted a job in Miami or whatever, mm -hmm. but um, she decides to stay at Top Gun. And another move that I think is charming, um, uh, Tom Cruise says that he's uh, he's going to now become a instructor at Top Gun. That's his it. happy ending, as he's going to become a teacher. That's great. Yeah, so I thought it was, was great. Um, I mean, it's a meathead movie, but I think in, in certain ways it was pretty thoughtful and, and, and focused. Yeah, and I think the, the emotional arc was, I think, very well done and very... Um, kind of realistic. It wasn't just like he needs to loosen up. Now he likes to loosen up, or it'd be the opposite for him. But you know, it, it, it was wasn't a pretty just nuanced like, approach of of being a person. You know, yeah, it was like kind of like dealing with um, like kind of trauma and the ways in which people act out yeah. to cover over it, and how you can grow up a little. Highway to the transformative response to trauma zone. Oh, that should be the song. <laughs> Highway to the transformative response to trauma zone. <laughs> Top Gun. That's it. That's yeah. our ending. Boom. And then, um, uh, yeah, so um, thoughts. Are there any movies? I think we can close out here because I think we, we've done it like a 90-minute thing of an 80-minute movie. But, um, <laughs> any any movies you recommend before this or um, 
Oh, good question. I mean, I don't have a lot. I'm going to see if Lydia, Lydia will talk mm. on mic for us. But um, I guess I don't have a, a terribly big repertoire of military movies to right. compare it to. Um, I think this movie is kind of, in terms of its... I mean, it's more of like a more of a blockbuster movie. Than yeah, like its energy, movie. its energy is pretty, um, pretty unparalleled in this genre. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't know. Maybe there, are, maybe there are other things just like it that I haven't seen. Oh, do you know what? I, I mean, it's a completely different movie. But and I think in terms of movies that surprise you in terms of their character work, is the first Rambo. Oh yeah. Which is just oh, called First Blood. Yeah. Right. That's actually a, a good comp. Like the first Rambo, while there is some like amazing killing scenes um it's mainly it's kind of like a serious um, yeah. serious look at um, honestly a more it's a better look at the military than top gun for sure but it's and a, it's and it's more focused on like kind of the ramifications of right. uh, soldiers who've been sent home and how uh the country turns their back on them immediately once they're right. done, done serving so it's a much more morbid and serious movie but i think it's i but both are i think a really um surprising handling of blend of character development and action like just yeah and and kind of like surprisingly um serious and emotional for what they have become known to be right absolutely so yeah that that's a movie out that'd be a good pairing i'd say it's like get yourself yeah. nine beers and uh <laughs> and just the whole thing of cheese just <laughs> go to the grocery store and just be like i want one cheese and um they just sit there in a hotel room and, and watch those two movies <laughs> I don't know whose life I'm describing, but I don't know if I'm jealous of it or not. Yeah, I think it's, it's yours in about five years. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Why am I looking forward to it? It's the, it's the messed up part. Just crying watching First Blood. Mm. No, Lydia. Staring at pictures of Lydia in your wallet. Absolutely. Lydia, I, I, will, I will sue her for full custody. And the judge will be like, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, no, but that was good. We're, no, we're doing fine. Those were all jokes. Jokes. Um, These are the jokes. <laughs> don't take some cheese, though. Uh, <laughs> new parents. Yeah, yeah we've slept. Uh, we've slept like two hours in the last 12. I think, I think this might be, um, uh, having a baby might make us even more punchy for the podcast yeah. than originally, uh, just, our, our thing was just being very drunk for it. Right, this yeah. This might be even better. Oh, it's, it's going to be punchier. better for, and actually more dangerous than <laughs> drinking is our lack of sleep. But yeah, well, um, thank you for being with us for Top Gun. Go see Top Gun to keep theaters alive. Get COVID. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious now. Yeah. Now having like, seen the first one. Enjoy your tasteless COVID popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. We'll cut all that out. Um, Top Gun. Any final thoughts on either the movie or having a three-month-old? Um, Who's great? I want to direct people She's if they can so find lovely. it. That someone did a written impression of what Tom Cruise would be like if he was on Hot oh, Ones. Yeah. And it was sort of like, um, it was just like, I love everything you and your entire crew is doing here. And then in brackets, it was uncontrollable laughter. And then after that, it was like, but seriously, what you're doing here is dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, just like so a good. hard 180 emotional turns. I don't know. I don't know what we would have done without Tom Cruise. I think he. Uh, I mean, I understand all the criticisms the Tom out there. Tom Cruise corner with Seth. For I understand all the criticisms. I don't. It's like I see his utility, <laughs> <laughs> and I. I think Color of Money. I don't think that movie makes sense without Tom Cruise. I. Um, I will say. I think. 
uh, role. I, I think also what something that you're saying is that kind of like divorcing the things that we've heard about the actor's personal life from their performances that they give, and that Tom Cruise is very good at giving a very specific type of performance that not right. a lot of not a lot of other people are doing. Right. Absolutely. Um, just like um, striving and all-out sprints. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, but no, I totally, I totally understand people being like, that's not my thing. And, and some people just want to watch mumblecore stuff, which I think he would be, he would probably struggle in. You oh, know? yeah. Um, which is totally fine. I respect all of it. I like, I, I, no, I'd be fascinated to see him do like a movie like Lady Bird or something. That would be, uh, um. I mean, if he, if he did it amazingly, then that would be so compelling to watch him right. do that. But yeah, I imagine that that would not be his strong suit. Right, yeah. He seems to be kind of resisting the transition. And I'm not, I don't know, I'm analyzing his career. This is so stupid. But resisting the transition into character actor. Because he is still insisting on, I, I Doing like Mission Impossible 12 or where, whatever. Where he's, yeah, he where he's an action hero. And right. now that he's... I wonder why you would... He's going to hurt his bones. Right, yeah. I wonder why you would need that at that point. Or it's maybe he just but likes he just, that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. I figure he just likes it. I feel Go like that's it, like man. his thing. Don't listen to that me. That he likes. Don't listen to me. But man. I would love to see him do more comedic turns. Yes. No, that's... I, I kind of wish everybody would. That's true. <laughs> I wish... And I wish our culture just liked comedy. I'm so tired. Um, um Yeah, I like... Uh, I think what... I'm hopeful from what Taika Waititi did for the Marvel movies. Right. I feel like people are starting to understand that action can be funny, too. And it's better when it's also funny. Right. And thoughtfully and not funny. Like, and not just like kind of like... When it, yeah, not just like slapstick and gross or When Avengers crass. Endgame was like uh, an endless string of fat shaming jokes. Like they need Taika Waititi with Thor and stuff. Like, um, Oh yeah. Like they need Taika Waititi to be humanely funny and show that that kind of thoughtful, kind humor is, has yeah. a place in action. Everyone go watch Taika Waititi's movies also. They're amazing. Yeah. They're great. Anyway, so I'm going to go back and edit out everything I've said in this. Uh, <laughs> in the whole podcast, it's just going to be, it's just going to be me yeah. responding. No, this is going to be the noises Lydia made. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well. So this has been Top Gun. And as always, I love you guys.